Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. We're back as a threesome again today. Um, Shamil has returned back from his holiday. And we're here together. Talk about the week seven action in the NFL. All the news, all the good stuff. Sham, how was your holiday? It was great, mate. I got cold now. Unlike you, it's not COVID. Lucky so, you. Um, it is a bit of a bug going around the UK. You could say the flu, the cold, whatever. Bit of sniffles, we carry on. This week's been incredible already, but <laughs> I'll let Sham what? say hello first. Hello. Oh, hello. There you are. Hello. <laughs> nice, nice to be able to join in. I like it. All right. Yeah, this week has been good. Um, obviously, just as we ended recording our last podcast, big news happened. Breaking Christian, news. Christian McCaffrey was traded to the San Francisco 49ers for, for a big draft tour, wasn't it? Was it a second, a third, and a fourth? The thing is, the Rams offered something similar. They offered, I think... A fourth round pick the following year instead of 2023. So 2024th fourth rounder and Cam Akers. And the Panthers were like, now nah, we don't want Cam Akers. We'll take the <laughs> earlier draft pick. Well, I, I feel like I feel like especially the Panthers, like what we've what they talked about, they have to make the job desirable. Unfortunately, you lose your best your best player basically on offense in Christian McCaffrey. But you get yourself some more draft picks for next year if you've got a new coach coming in so that they can make some choices for themselves. The thing I don't understand with the 49ers with this is, yes, he's a good player. He's an upgrade over what you have, but it's not the player you needed. The 49ers didn't need running back to help them get to the next stage. What did they need then? Um, How about a good quarterback? But um, no, we'll ignore Garoppolo and Trey Lance issues. Maybe just add, like receivers or t- uh, offensive linemen or I would say a pass rusher opposite yeah. Bosa. Um, yeah. Just trying to add more weapons at corner. I-, I just don't know. I just don't think they're a team where I thought, okay, you know what? Shanahan's scheme, Jeff Wilson won't produce or uh, Elijah Mitchell when he's back, he won't produce. He like Shanahan's Je- scheme. Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson has been playing well though. Like, he I has. I didn't think Jeff Wilson was playing bad at all. I thought he was playing all right. And I they're think playing not, all right, though, right? They're not they're playing all right. They're not playing at an elite level. But but then this is this is a clear example of trading away your future for your, your present, right? Because they've got rid of all their draft picks, and then they're then relying on McCaffrey. But, but he might be there, but he's also very injury prone. And then they're going to be in the same situation they were a few years ago, where they've got abundance of running backs. They'll have mm. McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson. It'd be like and they're oh, all good. Can't keep all these guys. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the main problem, and they also drafted one in the third round, didn't they? So it's like, um, uh, I think this is more of the case of Shan- Kyle Shanahan going for his idol's son. So Kyle Shanahan at Texas, his idol, okay. his idol yeah. grown so- up was. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's dad, I believe his name's Ed, Ed McCaffrey. Ed, Ed McCaffrey. This, this is a weird narrative, then. <laughs> right it is. Uh, it's like going for your favourites. But that's what but, the NFL is. But uh, there's one position that we thought Kyle Shanahan didn't need that he could scheme around, and that was running back. Um, but I think it's kind of scary what could happen with uh, Christian McCaffrey healthy in the Kyle Shanahan offence. My only issue is, like you said, the the... Hall of picks they've given away. They don't have the first round pick because of the Trey Lance deal, I think. Yeah. Um, so now their future is based on 
to be honest, it's not a bad set of players. Obviously, it's, the jury's still out on Trey Lance, but they've got Debo McCaffrey there. Yeah, but yeah. if you get up that much of a hole in that scheme, they don't even throw through their running backs. Why not just get James Robinson for the sixth, fifth round yeah. of that? The Jets well, well, no, because, you know, Jeff Robinson is a totally different James running back. James Robinson. Chris, James Robinson, sorry. is a diff- totally different running back to Christian McCaffrey. But what, mm. I, what I didn't like in this situation, though, was how quickly they, they put him into the team. So, like, they traded for him, I think it was only on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I, I think it was then. Wednesday, you're right. And then, literally, on the Sunday, they're like, oh, yeah, he's playing. So, you've given four days to acclimatise to being in a new team, new I think he had eight carries for, like, yeah. 38 yards. Not which, only that, which is a decent shift. Move yeah. from the East Coast country. to the West Coast. I, I just feel like you could have gave him an extra week. Like, mm. And also, they didn't really show up in this game. Like the 49ers, they played the they played the Chiefs, and the Chiefs blew them out of the water. Right, the Chiefs just basically dominated them from get go. Yeah, maybe game. maybe helping your secondary out, or you know, I don't think running back was their issue, and it's not going to help them win more games. Instead, you just gave up all your draft picks for one. Maybe they're just scared the Rams are trying to pick him up. Yeah, um, but I maybe. think it is Kyle Shanahan wanting his idol son, who's an elite player. I, I just I didn't quite get the fit. I get well, the players amazing. The best but... running back in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get yeah, it. I mean, I mean, talent, talent, talent doesn't lie, right? Talent is right there. But he, does it mean more talented. wins? Does it mean more wins? Well, and, yes, and, and, you've added the best player his position. <laughs> but uh, do we just want to talk about Carolina then and what they've did without yeah. McCaffrey? We could talk the about the game. Well, we we we'll come on to that in a bit. Actually, we'll talk about Carolina in a little bit. Um, I wanted to first talk about Seattle, if that's okay, and Go talk ahead. about how the, how this Seattle team. Um, you, you've been the Russell Wilson, you know, he he's not as good as he is. You've been the truther about this, saying he's not as good as he is, Sham. Um, this Seattle team is making it seem that you were right all along. Russell I, Wilson, I I hate to say this, right? Like, you know, I, I'm a guy that believes <laughs> Russell Wilson is better than what he is given a lot of credit for, and you know, he's he actually is a good quarterback, but. This Seattle team is making it making its own. Actually, Wilson might have been the problem, right? Yeah, I think Russell. I think the vision, right? Geno Smith. Not only is Russell Wilson, in my opinion, overrated. <laughs> Geno Smith has been underrated. Let's let's not let's not go start talking about you know. Look at his vision. Look at his arms. <laughs> no, look at his. Look at his uh, right now, if you are I character traits. If you're watching that. the Seahawks right now. You will notice Geno Smith is probably making the most wild throws in the entire NFL. Some of those throws are absolutely incredible, but, week in, week out. It's not one-offs, and he's reading the field well. His receivers but, are getting the ball instead of like the yeah, Russell but, Wilson, where it's deep ball after deep ball. Yeah, but don't don't you feel like this Seahawks team is leaning more onto the running game? Obviously, they had um they had the guy that's got injured whose name I think Chris no. Who was the who was the running back for them? Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Yeah, Chris Carson already went. But then Kenneth Walker's come in. He's took over. He looks like unbelievable, realistically, as a running back for them. This running game is really what's helping them open up. And then the last few years, the, the what it's been in Seattle is let Russ cook, let Russ cook. They got away from what made them such a strong NFL team for the Pete Carroll era, which well, was let, the ball. Let, let Russ cook was it. Let's say Russell Wilson thing that he wants to do. <laughs> I think the Seahawks knew they want to be run first, but I think Geno Smith is helping the run game look better. It's also helping the O line. There's no re- like, I know Charles Cross has looked good, but the O line looks much better with Geno Smith at quarterback than it ever did with Russell Wilson. 
well, I, th- I think. And you can say the same with the Broncos. His impact of the Broncos. Their O line was great last year. Now all of a sudden, it's not. I think everyone uh, is Dan Russell Wilson and his actual uh, play now. Like if even the hardest of Russell Wilson truthers are doubting it. Um, what I really, I'm really excited about every week. Obviously, there's Kenneth Walker, but Tyler Lockett again. Finally, I think he's he belongs in that category with Brandon Cooks. Uh, maybe Jacoby Myers, if you want to put him in there. But these no. underrated receivers. Um, but Tyler Lockett, in my opinion, is the best of the bunch. Where he's Did... he's been consistent for years, but he's never been considered the receiver. Well, he's never been consistent enough because of Russell Wilson not throwing him enough during some games. Do, do not does hurt, hurt the Seahawks team though going forward. DK Metcalf not being on the field for them. He looks like mm. he's out for a, a little while at least with an injury. About four um, weeks, right? Yeah, about four weeks. Marcus Goodwin um, stepped up, had a good game, actually, for the Seahawks yesterday. I did not well, know he was back in, in the NFL. I've not been yeah. paying attention to him, but well, he, he's he a guy a who game. did deserve it. Yeah, he had a good game, but I don't think that's something that could be consistently carried on. But the Seahawks team can go far on the legs of Kenneth Walker, which... Can know, they win the division? Lot. I think so. And who, are, who do you think they're... Like, who is competing in the AFC West? I'm thinking it's 49ers. NFC West. the Seahawks. All four NFC. teams are competing. All yeah, but who do, who do you think it will come down to, the final two teams? Well, well, it's it's like um, the NFC South in a lot of ways. The NFC South is wide open at the minute because all the teams are bad. The the teams in the NFC West aren't bad. What they yeah. are is they're mediocre. So then, because of that, it's, it's open for any of them. Because even the Seahawks, although they've played really well, their defence is starting to look better... I still wouldn't put them in like the tier of being like a good to great team. I'd still put them in the tier of being mediocre to good. Like I still think they've got their de- deficiencies, but I think that's all you need to win this division this year. To be quite honest, yeah. But I also think a Super Bowl winner could come from this division, unlike the NFC South, where I get you. They're that not playing well. That hurt my feelings. But I, I could see, let's say, the 49ers getting hot again. I could see the Rams or the, well, even the Seahawks. Against, I like to think they can against Kansas City though. The 49ers were nowhere to be seen. Kansas no. City, the team that lost to Buffalo, obviously it was close. But mm. just, it, it wasn't blew even close. The, blew them out of the water, didn't they? But but then in the same regard, this Chargers team played Seattle and got blown out of the water by them. And like mm. the Chargers, didn't they beat Kansas City earlier on in, in the season? Yeah, or... but I think Kansas City have so many new pieces they're finding a way. I don't, I don't, I think the Chargers are. Basically, the Chargers of the past. <laughs> Injury prone and pretty much hot and cold. Hadly coached. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think they need a coaching change, to be honest. Like, as much as as much as much I don't want to say it, maybe the Sean Payton talk uh, going to the Chargers is going to be... Kansas City actually beat the Chargers earlier in the year. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. But I, I like that Sean Payton to the Chargers because I feel his, his finally head coach, they'll bring in with credibility... I feel they've tried to go for the unproven guy quite a few times now. And I think it'll be a boost to the for not only to the Chargers as an organization in, in the sense that there'd be a, a guy who has some head coaching credentials and stuff. I feel there'd be enough to bring more fans into the into the fold. Because one mm. of the problems that they've got with the Chargers is that they're not they're not well supported, right? They're not a, a massively supported team, partly because they've moved from San Diego and all of that. They're but also I, competing against the Rams. Yeah, and and that's hard as well. There's a lot of teams in California to compete against Rams, 49ers. So like because of that, it's hard for them to to build that fan base. And I think having a guy like Sean Payton elevates it in a way that you might get more fans because of it. 
or not even Sean Payton, but like another head coach that's got a bit of a name for him. Well, to, to be honest, if they get Sean Payton, can they also bring in Dennis Allen as the DC <laughs> again? Potentially, because he might be um, out of a job by the end of the year. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about another trade that happened this uh, early today, actually, uh, with your team, Shamal, actually. It was your team that did this trade. James Robinson traded to the New York Jets for a six-round pick. This comes after the news that Brees Hall will be out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. Yeah, I mean... I think it's a good move by the Jets, no? I think it's a steal by the Jets. For the price, yeah. I, I like Michael Carter, though. Like, Michael Carter is underrated. Uh, but I think just having James Robinson, yeah, we've got a great one-two punch. And I don't, I'm not using great, just, you know, outlandish. <laughs> like, both these running backs are really good. Uh, yeah, James Robinson's a great great uh one-two punch you could see what the jets are trying to do with this move he's actually only gave up one pressure this whole season and that's one of his strengths is very talented apparently he's one of the most respected and well like jags uh, members in the locker room i am so disappointed he's one of my favorite players i get you've got etn and doug pedersen's more of a 70 percent pass 30 percent run and there won't be enough touches in his scheme i still think you make sure you keep James Robinson in-house. He's an off, he's a free agent in the off-season, and I clearly the Jags didn't see themselves re-signing him. So, so with, with I this, don't though, like this move. Well, with, with this, I've been saying for the last few weeks, I need to get Robinson mm. more involved. You've said to me today, I think it was that he's or yesterday he had a, he's had an injury which has meant they've limited his snaps, mm. which you know, fair enough if that's the case. However, he he was still playing, and I still feel he needed to be more involved because he gives you something different than what ETN does. ETN's looked look like a decent running back this year, right, for the Jags. However, yeah. I, I just feel James Robinson is what puts them over the edge because he is more of a bulldozing like guy that will run through the tackles, make those 30 yards, and help you move the chains. And I think that's what that's why the Jets went out and got him because although, mm. like what Channel said, Michael Carter, probably underrated, he's more of like the ETN kind of running back for me. He's more of a scat back kind of running back. He's not, yeah. a, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, bulldoze between the tackles and give you those 30 yards, which is what the Jets needs. Which is what... a, co- a comparison I would make is ETN should be the Alvin Kamara, James Robin should be the Mark Ingram in the good years of the Saints. Yeah. And I think the Jags should have used that. And it's clearly... Trent Bolke, don't forget, traded up for a fifth-round running back last, this past year in Snoop Connor, who's been a healthy scratch all season. He had a bad, he didn't look very good preseason. You're essentially getting rid of a running back who's proven and who could do the job, same James, job, much better. James Robinson has been one of the best players for the Jags. The reason mm. is they're two and five is because they've not been running James Robinson. Absolutely, absolutely that. Absolutely and that. Uh, Doug Pedersen this week has just said, I think it was just yesterday, um, that they need to get him on the field more. But yeah. look what they're doing. They're getting him <laughs> on the field more by giving it, him to a team that will actually use it. Just... It, it, it's this is a Joe Douglas W, and this is another Trent Balky loss. Because now Trent Balky's really what you're going to say is now you have to draft a running back to replace James Robinson. Is, is this a don't get it? Is this Jets team though as good as their record suggests? Hell no, hell no, because Zach Wilson's not playing well. The thing is, their defense is really good, and everyone is disappearing in the source. They're losing themselves in the source. <laughs> source Gardner has been incredible. Bruce Hall was a really good spot for them. I think James Robinson actually will help that loss. But 
Zach Wilson wasn't good in the first half of the weekend. Zach, Zach Wilson's not been good since he's been brought in to replace Flacco. Yeah, like, I, since, I, since he's been back in at the start of the year. I, I, I said this in our in our last but I think. I, I genuinely feel that this New York Jets team were better with Flacco at the helm. Yeah. Because Flacco's the better passer. And like I said, they've got a talented bunch of wide receivers. Yes, Elijah Moore is not happy right now. And do you know what? <laughs> he's got every right not to be happy, right? Like, I know it's all about the team and stuff, but he's not getting looks. He's not getting the ball thrown his way. And part of the problem is Zach Wilson cannot throw the ball. He's a rookie, though. He's a rookie. He needs to sit down. He's a second-year <laughs> player. He's not a rookie. Yeah, he's second-year. This isn't his first year. Garrett I mean, their, their first-year wide receiver. What, what? I mean, yeah, my bad, but it's like from his play last year, you can't blame him. I think, hey, you're, you've hit a nail on the head. The Jets need someone like a Flacco to, to game-manage because... The Jets are a good example of complementary football. Defense carrying it, run game carrying it. Yeah. Then you just need the quarterbacks game manage. Uh, Zach Wilson cannot do that. Joe Flacco can. Uh, they've lost Elijah Vera Tucker, though, for the season. That's going to be a loss. That is, uh, that is a big loss. loss for them. However, you know, I feel it's mitigated. Like, I feel they can mitigate it, and I feel like they can... They, they, they are a good team. They've got good pieces. But I do feel this is, this is a perfect example of where the quarterback play is what's killing you. More so than anything else, and this was this was apparent in their game against Denver, is that they couldn't get themselves out of bad situations because their quarterback couldn't throw, throw the ball and pass. Like Zach Zach Wilson's stat line is horrific for the well, not horrific, but it's not good. Like I'm just bringing up what his stats were right now. So uh, he 16 26 for 121 yards. He's thrown 16 passes. <laughs> He's thrown 121 yards. That's not good. But that, I think that, like, Zach, the Jets are a team that are relying on their defense. Like, for sure. For and sure, they're running but... it. Once they're gone, now they're going to think, okay, if we're behind, we've got to win. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're a couple of years away or a year away, maybe. But they need to really consider what the future of Zach Wilson really is. Really? I, yeah. yeah you, can't be, you can't be honest. Like, they, they should consider what the future of Zach Wilson is. Are you considering the future of Trevor Lawrence? No, Trevor Lawrence has completely outplayed Zach Wilson this year. I mean, it's not even I, close. I, I agree with that statement. I, I think I, it's. A, I think Zach Wilson finds himself in the same boat as um, Justin Fields right now, where you just show me something, you know? I, I sort of I sort of agree in some regards, but I would actually put Zach Wilson below Justin Fields in his in his play. I, I actually yeah. don't believe Zach Wilson. Out of all the quarterbacks that are drafted last year, he's a second year guy. He's for me is at the minute is like at the bottom of that totem pole of like those second year quarterbacks. And maybe, of those maybe, first maybe round- Lance, maybe Yeah, Trey of Lance. those first rounders, it's weird to think how it's flipped from last year to this year, where only Trevor Lawrence seems to be steadying. Where you got Mac Jones, I don't know what like we've talked off off the air about this. Well, we'll, we'll come on to Mac Jones actually because uh, we'll we'll stop talking about the Jets right now and talk about these quarterback situations. Wait, let me just let me just give props to DJ Reed though. Everyone's talking about Source Gardner, but DJ Reed has been top five mm. cornerback this year, and that's that's one of the reasons why uh, Gardner's doing good is because opposite side they've got just the nearly as good, maybe just as good corner this the, year. The, yeah, the, and. The, their whole defense, right? DJ Weed, great pickup for them, playing really well. But like their defensive line has played really well this year. Quinn and Williams is making his bread. You know, CJ Mosley is back healthy for them, which is a massive boost for their middle, like middle of their uh, defense. Guy that can call the plays for them and help them out. You know, I, it is it is a whole team effort there. Um, 
But what I just wanted to come on to is the Max Jones benching, obviously, last night in the game against Chicago. He's out. He's out. From the man himself. What's your, mean, what's your guys' take on this? Because for me, this is this is a bad look for the Patriots, to be honest. Trade Mac Jones for seventh rounder. Be done with it. <laughs> You've got your new franchise quarterback. It hey, certainly I, I, looked like that, though, for two drives. I'd take it now. Like I'd take it now. You know, I, I would, <laughs> if I was the Saints, someone's like, oh, like if if they would go, yeah, we'll give you Matt Jones for like even like a fifth rounder at this point. Surely you take it. I mean, don't you think that uh, the Patriots since Tom Brady are trying to find another Tom Brady and they're struggling because Bailey Zappi and Matt Jones and Jimmy G, they're similar style, nowhere near as good as each other. But uh, Matt Jones and Bailey Zappi, they're just one of the same. They are yeah. basically the same guy. I think Bailey Zappi has got a quicker release, maybe when he when he get, get starts playing they're, a bit more. But they they are basically the same. I feel like it, you know yesterday's game was a bad look because it's not just the uh, it's not just the offense that didn't play well yesterday. The whole the whole New England Patriots team didn't play well. Defense didn't play well. You know they've let this Chicago Bears team that's just look defunct all year put thirty three points on them on on like defense. That's not a good look. For me, I think the main talking point from this game is these two teams drafted their quarterback last year in the same round, Matt Jones, Justin Fields. And we said Matt Jones had a he had a great rookie year, but we also said that his floor is high, his ceiling is high. That's kind of where he was going to be as a player. But when you get Justin Fields, who, let's say, forget his throwing, he has that ceiling where you, you, yesterday he made so many key plays, which won them the game, really, was his running. Well, it, the, the Patriots they, don't have that. They, they have the, ceiling-capped quarterbacks. They switched it up, though. That's the thing with Justin Fields in the last game. So, like, in, in all the games so far this year, they've used him more as a pocket passer and he's had to scramble his way out. In this game against the Patriots, they've changed it to give him some designed run plays. Let him let him be the athletic quarterback, which he is. It's still, it's still not an inspired play calling, though. Like, you look at 90, at least 80% of the plays and you're like, they're, they're not... They're not Getting creative, they're, they're not at all. And I, I, I feel Justin Fields has been properly hard done by since he's been in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he's had two seasons where his coaches are letting him down. Because mm-hmm. I, I actually feel like Justin Fields could be a decent quarterback in the NFL. He's shown me flashes where he can show, like he can be a good quarterback. <sighs> I don't know. I, I think his know. ceiling looks, but like when we talk about the Patriots quarterback battle, like you see the ceiling. With uh, yeah. the flashes of uh, fields that Zappi and Jones, like, that's the reason why they're competing against each other. Even though Mac Jones had a great year last year, like, there's a reason he's been benched for Zappi. But, but did he have a great year? Like, he did. You know, he did, I, but he game managed his way to that. He had an average year, basically, is what happened. But, but for a rookie, he, rookie but, that. But, that but this right, is the yeah. thing, though. He had an average year for a rookie, well, for a, for a quarterback. But because he was a rookie, it got elevated. I mean, they put him on the top 100, for Christ's sake. Like, he was in the top 100 players. No, yeah, but my issue with saying that he was good for a rookie is the fact that he was middling. And as a quarterback, you need those wild throws. How many yeah. wild throws was he having? None. None. But anyway, that, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, they've, they've, got, they've moved on from him, it seems. Um, we'll see what happens next week, I guess, if they're going to continue to play Zappi or if they're going to let Matt Jones come back in. Um, for me, they should they should play Jones. At the end of the day, they've they've invested a first round pick into him last year. 
for me, you then have to make sure if you can get anything from that investment. So you play him. You don't just let him sit on the bench and play a seventh rounder. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know exactly was a seventh rounder, but I'm just assuming he was. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it kind of is. But, like, I don't know. This is this is a question where the Patriots, and I think Bill Belichick doesn't know what to do. No. But Matt Jones, not the only quarterback to get benched this year, uh, this this week. Matt Ryan for the Colts oh. has now been benched for the year. I, I think I should flip, ask the question here, guys. What do you think went wrong from your favourite uh, team in the AFC South this year with that quarterback well, situation. Frank Reich said himself, they failed to deliver for Matt Ryan. They failed to deliver a good O-line, which we all expect is coming into the year. They failed to deliver a good running game, which we all expect is coming into the year. Yeah. But also Matt Ryan did fail to deliver as well. I, I mean, there's, there's all of it. You, you didn't expect this O-line, which last season looked like a good O-line. They looked like they were, they were going to be at least a top 10 unit. Didn't expect them to be as bad as what they've been. Jonathan Taylor hasn't been himself this year. I mean, he's been injured. He has been injured. And he's also had poor offensive line play, which hasn't helped him at all. But because of that, it then puts the pressure on Matt Ryan again, like this game. He threw the ball 44 times. It's not using Matt Ryan right, is it? I mean, he's not. Not at this stage in his career, no. And the, the, funny enough, I was reading and a lot of people are saying that Sources around the league believe that Matt Ryan's arm is shot now. There's no way he should be throwing this much. And you can see it in the velocity. But what are the? how are the Colts the only team in the NFL not seeing when players are past their prime? Or these well, quarterbacks it, are not worth it? It's quarterbacks. This is the thing. They're, they're, having, they're going for a stage of just picking quarterbacks that have... Are, literally... are expensive. <laughs> they yes. are really expensive. Uh, look, look at Washington. Like they, they were happy to pick up Carson Wentz, and maybe so, a team will take fire on Matt Ryan next year. Maybe, maybe so. Well, what, it, what I'm looking it, for is Matt Jones in an Indianapolis Colts jersey next season. I don't hate it. However, no, I wanted <laughs> I wanted Jordan Love to find a team. Yeah, because if, if you're taking shots of these quarterbacks, there's a young quarterback who was drafted really early sitting behind Aaron Rodgers who doesn't look to be retiring anytime soon although based on some performances I mean <laughs> I mean uh, there, there there could be some doubts there but Jordan loves basically free you know what would have been fun to see if if Sean Payton stayed in New Orleans and he had Jordan Love as his quarterback well yeah that would yeah. Have been fun. yeah but I I like Jordan Love in some of these situations like there's got some intrigue right when you give him weapons him in Indianapolis well, I, I just feel like what Shannon said. He it can't have hurt him. Yes, he he's not played in the NFL very really much, but it can't hurt him sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it, sort of thing. To learn from him, to see from him what he should be doing. But I mean, that also depends on how much Rodgers has been actually like behind the scenes helping Love out because we it's could probably say zero, probably yeah, zero. We could we could be saying, oh, it's good for him to sit there, but then he could he could be having no actual input into. But, love out. but apparently Rogers didn't have that from Favre either. No. Um, but I, th- I think we've got so used to rookie quarterbacks starting straight away that sitting for a few years can do quarterbacks a lot of good. Well, you I, know what? Look at Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, just look at Patrick Mahomes. Though. He sat a year behind Alex Smith and came in and, and blew the doors off the league. So you know, yes, it can help. But you know, uh, Jim Mercer apparently had a lot of has been involved heavily, and I think here's the reason Carson Wentz not there. I think here's a reason probably Matt Ryan's been benched. 
I'm just trying to connect dots here, but Sam Ellinger will bring a excitability Colts fans because he can run a lot more RPOs. But does this mean essentially the end of Frank Reich and Chris Ballard from Indianapolis because they've had enough chances? I, I think it, I think it does. To be quite honest, I think it does sort of mean that Frank Reich is is going to be out the door. But just just when you said about Sam Ellinger, I just got another question that I wanted to ask actually because it's kind of you've kind of prompted me on it, is the face of the quarterbacks changing, going from a guy like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers in a way, but like these, you know, guys that hold themselves in the pocket and throw the ball, like weighting pressure. Are we moving away from that in the NFL now? Which it seems to be, right? Yeah. That we're going to these more mobile guys that can run the ball as well as stand in the pocket, that's able to roll out and make throws on the run. Do you feel that if a team don't have this anymore, so don't have a guy that can do that, do you feel that their offense is just not going to work? Yes, because you look at some of these quarterbacks, even coming in right now. Yes, you've got, um, well, I say that, and then you've got like uh, Herbert, Justin Herbert. All right. And, but Herbert, and, but Herbert runs. Herbert can throw on the run. Yeah, Herbert, that's true. He does throw there, on he... the run, yes. That's a good thing. Throw on the run, but they don't have to be a runner. No. Not a run, not a yeah. runner, not a, not a no runner, because like Patrick Mahomes isn't a runner, right? He's not a guy that's going to run the ball. No, then, he Aaron does. Ro- then you could say they are an Aaron Rodgers like, or but I think what you're saying is they've got to be an athlete. They can't be a Daniel Jones. They can't be a Dan- well. Daniel Jones is an athlete. Yeah, like- but he can't throw on the run. It's weird. He, he can <laughs> run straight. He can't throw on the run. No, well. Daniel Jones is actually like He's sneaky fast. Right? Yeah. In fact, to be honest with you. I think Daniel Jones is probably with Geno Smith the two most improved quarterbacks this season. It's a horrible take. That's a horrible take. I mean, he has him. He's look good. No, he, he doesn't he, look good. He, he runs unconvincing. Yeah, but, <laughs> he just he just runs the ball. <laughs> but like, I, I think people are looking at. Um, I wouldn't want to say they're not looking for Tom Brady. I think they still would, but I think they're looking for ceiling. But yeah. they're, not, Ridden, they're not looking in, like the Patriots. It's player. the Falcons, who's not really a runner. Yeah, true. But he's got a cannon. So give me a cannon. Give me a trait that is top five in the league in something is what teams are looking for, other than smart and um, standing like a... I don't know, though, because, like, from what I can see, especially from defences now as well, because it's all very different in how, like, they get pressures and stuff, which makes it harder for offensive linemen, which is why they've moved to this whole, you know, we're going to roll you out sort of thing to help the defensive line, uh, offensive line to your quarterback. If you've got a guy who likes Tom Brady, because this is one of the problems that Brady's having at the box this year, I feel, is that because he's so stoic in the pocket, he can't really move that well. He's having yeah. to try and try and get give himself some space. That is, he's getting sacked more. He's getting hit more because he just cannot get out of the way of this pressure, which is coming from everywhere. Whereas when you've got guys that will move or will run the ball or you know have that threat, mm-hmm. it makes defenses have to back off a little bit. And also, like I say, it makes it easy for an offensive line if they know. You know, my quarterback's going to run to my right side. So I've got this defender. So long as he's on my left, I'm I'm blocking for him still. That's that's something that really frustrates me about Derek Carr because he has so many good traits, mm. and I feel like he's <laughs> he should be mobile enough to escape pressure, but yeah. usually he he just doesn't. Yeah, um, he's, he's a prime example of a player hmm. that the NFL is moving away from. Yeah. But I I think the O line point is good because I think it, a lot of it is to do with the O line aren't as dominant as they used to be back in the day. That's because, because all the athletes go on defense. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why you have to be a quarterback who can do everything now. Well, it's not just that the, the 
you know, like, we've got well away from our topic that we were on, but like, it's not, it's not to do with the just the athletes going on to defense though. More it, because to play offensive line now in the NFL, you have to be an athlete. But what what's expected from you as the offensive lineman now? Only so few people can do it. Otherwise, you do it and look bad because you're not as quick, you're not as mobile as these these guys playing defense. And who are getting much more mobile though? Like they're and, much more freakier. Well, this is this has been the freakier athletes. Like you look at Michael Parsons, who's one of the best like um, pass rushers in the league right now. The guy, the guy's like less than two hundred and fifty pounds, right? He's not. He a, also he, plays inside linebacker. Yeah, he's not a big guy, but he's he's a he's a he's making the pass rush. But I'm telling you now, if you're a three hundred and twenty pound tackle and you've been told you've got to block this two hundred and fifty pound linebacker that's just going to run rings around you, it's hard. You're on skates, like honestly. It's tough. It's that's the NFL nowadays, though. Uh, like I feel that's that's what we're moving towards, which I don't hate. But it's just you know, like you say, quarterbacks need to get more mobile. And that last point before we move on to our qualified players, we we did say we would go back to the Panthers books, didn't we? Well, that's where I'm going to now. So don't you worry <laughs> about that. My last point is this is exactly what's happened in Carolina with PJ Walker, a guy that can move around his pocket better. He's come in. He's looked good realistically even the years that he's come in and like played as backups before he looked okay but i feel like he again this is a this is but this was a weird game right like i'm, I'm saying pj walker looked good but this is a weird game against the bucks team that looks defeated well yes they do but that 75 yard touchdown to mike evans if he doesn't drop that ball if those officials haven't hadn't paid him to drop that ball which you know <laughs> you don't know what they were talking about in the tunnel um that, well, the, that's a different ball game well the nfl did clarify that that uh end of game you know the referees um umpires getting to mike evans was to get his phone number due to golfing lessons because he was used to go to you know oh, all them, all oh, them sure mike evans and they've reminded the officials to make sure it doesn't look like they're trying to get signatures or so, so you get the signatures just off camera yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what I said. Yeah, you can, you can get your signatures just off camera. You can you can pay the checks just off camera. You know, I mean, but, but this division is like I, I the Bucks have not lived up. Like, oh no! Well, and too many is, issues. Here is Shadow going. They're going to be seventeen and zero. He's, that that prediction is well out of the water now. My bad. Like, my bad. We <laughs> even even the greats, you know, sometimes occasionally mess up. <laughs> I mean, their O-line injuries are something Brady, like we said in the previous segment, can't overcome. No. Um, no. I, the the O-line's an issue, but it's not just the O-line. Like, their defence didn't look good yesterday against Carolina. They're playing a depleted Carolina team that's just traded away their best player. They've traded against their, well, one of their premium wide receivers already. So they're, they're playing against a team that's basically relying on DJ Moore and PJ Walker to score points for them. And no, get, get your facts right. They relied on Dontar Foreman, Cooper <laughs> Hubbard, Terrace Marshall, uh, PJ Philip Walker. Like these are players who were not even starters at the start of the year for Matt Rule, and their big time player for Steve Wilkes, and they beat one of the team type of favourites for the Super Bowl. I don't well, know what the league is. Well, it's all right. Brady will have twenty more chances to win a Super Bowl, so it's fine. <laughs> and on that let's let's just move on and do our qualified players of the week you know the coveted award that everyone wants to win um, we'll start with Shamil you can tell us who yours is no I just referenced him because I had to Dontar Foreman came out of nowhere again 
15 carries, 118 yards. The guy also had 27 yards receiving on two catches. Um, Christian McCaffrey, who? And on that, we're not going to talk anymore. And also, you took me a little bit out of left field there because we discuss our qualified players so that we don't mix them before we get onto camera. And that was not who you said you were going to say. So it was, fair enough. It was, it was going to be Kenneth Walker. It's going to be Kenneth Walker. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, Kenneth. Sorry, Kenneth. Shout out, Kenneth. <laughs> but, uh, I'm not taking this back because, uh, like, Dontar Foreman. Uh, nothing, to do, nothing to do with him being in your fantasy team. And right. he's on my bench. <laughs> Moving forward, Shadow. It's all right. I gave Ken Kenny props last week. Um, for for me this week, it's Juju Smith Schuster because in this this game of two powerhouses, one receiver stood out <laughs> among them. All. Uh, to be honest, it was a probably Pat Mahomes show, but. Uh, Smith-Schuster finally had a get-right game, was the beneficiary of it, had uh, seven catches on eight targets, 124 yards, and got a huge huge 45-yard touchdown. Nice. Yeah, Juju looked like old Juju in this game for me. Like He looked like the Juju that broke out in his rookie year. Um, he looked really good. For me, I've gone to the AFC West as well, and I've picked... Josh Jacobs running back for the Las Vegas Raiders at the start of the year had to compete for his job, which for me is outrageous still. But he, he rocked it yesterday, 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns, and then a handful of catches for about 20 yards as well. The the guy, you know, has proved that he should have been the number one running back in Las Vegas. This whole talk of mm. who knows who the running back is, it's just ludicrous. He, he's he's proven his place, right? And to be honest, we probably should have given him qualified player of the week three weeks running because he has been that good. Yeah, yeah, he looks it on the eye test. Breaking news, guys. The Cowboys have just traded for defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders for a six-round pick. And Dallas will receive a 2024 seventh-round pick. That's to help them solve their run game. He's a run-stopper. And he's a solid, solid player. Wait, so the, the Raiders have traded for Jonathan Hankins? No, tra- Raiders have traded away Jonathan Hankins. Oh. Cowboys. Okay. I mean, it's a solid death piece for them on the, to stop the run, which is, is where they're middling, I guess, compared to their pass rush. I mean, you can't see the face I'm making, but it's it's a satisfactory face. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a nice trade. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing too crazy. It's no Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. So I'm going to say I'm expecting more fireworks. To be honest, we've still got five more days until trade deadline. I'm expecting more fireworks. Free DJ but, more. <laughs> until that time, though, we will be back on Thursday or Friday later in the week to do our weekly predictions pod and talk about the upcoming games. Until that time, see ya. Peace. Bye.